Our next speaker is no stranger to any of us, Mr. Adewale Simmons. He is the author of Our Lady of Labor, speaking about and honoring Dr. Barbara Ball. Adewale Simmons was an elected member of Bermuda's House of Assembly for more than 30 years and a former president of the Bermuda Industrial Union. He's also served as the Caribbean representative for the Geneva-based union organizations, the International Federation of Woodworkers, the IFBWW, and the International Union of Food and Allied Workers Associations, the IUF. He had his early education in Bermuda and then attended the American Institute for Free Labor Development in Washington, D.C., and later Ruskin College in Oxford, England, where he majored in sociology. Adi is best known throughout Bermuda and the Caribbean for his organizing and negotiating skills and the numerous landmark successes he achieved during his leadership of Bermuda's working class. He was a close associate of Dr. Barbara Ball for over 30 years, making him eminently qualified to provide this interesting account of Dr. Barbara Ball. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Adewale Simmons. Thank you, Evelyn. Good evening, sisters and brothers, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I will be reading from Our Lady of Labor. This book is singularly about one lady, and that is the Lady of Labor. Dr. Ball, and I'm going to give you a few things about her uh, outside of just reading. <clears throat> uh, Dr. Ball has, was first of all somewhat like Wendy read about what her father was, was experiencing back <clears throat> during those old days. And Dr. Ball was a member of the Bermuda Industrial Union in the 1960s, she took up membership. She was uh, elected as general secretary after, I may add, a lot of discussion among black people and leaders in the country. Nobody wanted a white leader at that time because excuse this expression, but it's, it's easier to understand than anything else. They couldn't be trusted to lead blacks. And that is the type of thing. So Dr. Ball had to start from in the rear and work herself up to make friends with uh, the other people, like Adi Simmons, of course. And um, eventually, we saw that Dr. Ball, first of all, had a massive intellect, a good intellect. She was a dedicated person. She was a Christian woman. She was not married, and we learned all about her, but she was prepared to go to the ring, in the ring and fight any white system that existed at the time and a lot and a big system uh, <clears throat> was there in Bermuda in the 1960s. In 1960, Roosevelt Braun 
uh, initiated the movement of the Committee for Universal Adult Suffrage, C-U-A-S. The movement had as its main objective the enfranchisement of all people who reached the age of 21. At that time, a person could only vote if he or she owned a piece of land that was assessed, and Bronnie, I, I say it, 60 pounds. I think you said 100 pounds. Um, I say people 40 pounds. With my <laughs> and anyhow, that's it. This system uh, militated against blacks having the right to vote, since the majority of blacks did not own land. It was on this issue that Dr. Ball made her public debut on a panel of prominent speakers in a series of meetings throughout the island. The speakers included Sir Henry Tucker, Robert Bobby Barrett, and I just want to um, go here. It's not in the book, but it's important. Bobby Bar Barrett, who was a member of parliament for a short period, he won a seat that Dr. Ball and Stanley Mortonhead, if you remember. And Bobby spoke at the Clay House Inn during one of these CUAS meetings. And Bobby was the most sincere and liberal white man that you could find at that time. Bear in mind, you're not, these books are not written in today's environment, these books were written, and black people were very much a minority in power. And the thought of being in power, it was just impossible back in the 60s, but before it won. The story about Bobby Barrett. If you know him, he's the nicest guy you want to know. The nicest. He's a good artist, and he was a like me, I guess, mediocre politician. But um, Bobby says, we've got to integrate. This was his speech at Clayhouse Inn, the old, the old Clayhouse Inn. He says, we've got to integrate. He says, but I must admit, if I saw my daughter walking up the pathway coming home and she was accompanied by a black man, I'm not so sure if I want to say I like that. And the house laughed at Bobby because they knew he was doing the best he can to make the point that even we, the most liberal white people, have problems with total integration. So that was Bobby. Other persons that were on those panels was Arnold Francis, John W. Swan, Mansfield Brock, and Walter N. H. Robinson. The group traveled throughout Bermuda, drawing large crowds on each occasion. Dr. Ball distinguished herself with her candid yet 
positive remarks. She spoke in favor of every citizen of Bermuda having the right to vote upon reaching the age of 21 and not having to own land. She dared to focus on the island's social and economic shortcomings, specifically highlighting the disparity of low wages paid to colored workers compared to white Bermudians, and she called for an equitable distribution of the wealth on this island. Dr. Ball asserted that Bermuda's claim to a vibrant economy was false because the wealth was concentrated in the hands of a white minority group of people citizens. Up until this time, Dr. Ball's social interaction with blacks had been yet to be tested. She went to the uh, girls' high school, which was segregated, and they never had a black student or teacher in that school during Dr. Ball's time. Her popularity with the black population grew in proportion to her increasing unpopularity with her white co colleagues. Her speeches and her alignment with the going happen with the proponents of Universal adult suffrage resulted in Dr. Ball being asked to discontinue her partnership with the Bermuda Medical Association. It was in such uh, instances as these, many more of which would follow, that the venerable doctor sought strength, not already, Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, period of 1960 was an interesting time for the, the Bermuda Industrial Union. There were no paid full-time officers, nor was there anyone with training or experience. And Dr. Ball came in at that time, and she spent some two years without pay working for an organization that was seen as a black organization. I just want to say that we have here in this book a photograph of some 25 people who attended a seminar back in the 1960s. And I will conclude, Madam Chair, by saying that Dr. Ball had faced the courts on more than one occasion, not for a crime that she committed, for her leadership by a white woman for black people. The reader of this story is now witnessed, I say in the book, to the notable acts of service of Dr. Ball, Bermuda's 
Lady of Labor. And oh, what a lady she was. Thank you.